your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. It is May 18th, 2021. Your boy Q. Definitely appreciate anyone who reaches out by way of the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line or hits me on Twitter at your boy Q254. Definitely appreciate that. And of course, the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line number is 707-654-4693. Got a lot to get to on today's show, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. Segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. That's coming up in segment number three. Got a lot of good calls. Not a lot of good calls. Got to add a handful of good calls and texts that I want to get to in segment number three. Segment number two, just want to talk about Raider Nation. Let's celebrate Raider Nation. You know, every single day on the show, we talk about, you know, the defense. We talk about the quarterback. We talk about the coach. We talk about Gus Bradley. I mean, we talk about every aspect of the Raiders. How about we celebrate Raider Nation? And I'll explain to you why in segment number two, and I'll explain to you how this even came up. But let's just brag on Raider Nation. I mean, the reason I do this every single day, obviously I love doing this. You know, radio is, is my thing. I love doing radio. I've been doing this since 1999. But, and I enjoy doing the podcast. I really do. But the reason why I keep driving back to it and the reason why I, I do it and have that, that desire to do it every single day is because I'm part of Raider Nation as well. I know I'm, you know, on the media side of things, and it's a little bit different than it normally would be. Like it would have been, you know, even say, I don't know, 2010 before I got into sports radio. You know, it would have been. It's it's still it's still Raider Nation, no matter what. It's just it's just a little bit different, only because, like I said, I'm I'm doing the media side of things, but the roots are all the same. And so I think that Raider Nation needs to be celebrated. So I'm just going to take the time today to celebrate you celebrate me celebrate everyone who you know paved a path before us that allowed us to be Raider Nation you know the ones that are uh you know just like me I'm I'm paving a path for my son to be uh, a member of Raider Nation and he's a a Raider fan because of me we're going to talk about all that in segment number two and again I'll tell you why this even came up why this is even a subject uh in segment number two here in segment number one just news and the notes of the day as I always get to just got a handful of notes so let's go ahead and jump right into it First and foremost, the Raiders are getting busy signing their rookie class, uh, and they've signed three of their guys so far. So far. And look, this is the thing about it. It's not a big deal anymore like it used to be. It used to be one of those, uh, hope that all the all the players get signed before training camp. Now that the rookie pay scale is already slotted, it's really, really simple. So they get these things done quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, the Raiders got fourth-round pick safety Tyree Gillespie out of Missouri. They signed him on Monday. He was the number 143 overall pick by the Raiders. This is the first one that actually came out. On Monday, the team sent out an email saying that Gillespie was selected by the Raiders in the 2021 NFL Draft. Six foot, 207 pounds, played in 41 games during four seasons at Missouri. Over his career, he recorded 146 tackles, uh, 107 solo, including six and a half for loss, two sacks, 12 passes defense, and one forced fumble. So that's Tyree Gillespie, fourth-round pick out of Missouri, signed, sealed, and delivered. Then right after that, they also made the announcement and sent out the email that they signed seventh-round pick center Jimmy Morrissey out of Pittsburgh. And it's so funny that they sent an email, and it literally had nothing. (laughs) 
There was nothing in the body. It just said that the Raiders have signed seventh-round pick center Jimmy Morrissey. And that was it. And then it just said the contact information for the guy that sends the emails out. And I'm thinking, damn, they didn't even have a write-up, like not even a, a sentence or two on, on Morrissey. But I guess when you're a seventh-round pick and you're a center, that's the kind of treatment you get. But uh, if you go back to our, what, was it two weeks ago or a week and a half ago? Whenever the draft happened and we did the Getting to Know series and Jimmy Morrissey, the seventh-round pick, my man Chris Carter uh, from Locked On Steelers and also uh, D. K. Pittsburgh Sports, he covers Pitt, and he was talking about Jimmy Morrissey. I really think that that dude has an opportunity to, to stick on the team. Don't think he's going to be a big factor in 2021, but I think that dude has an opportunity to make the practice squad and really learn and could end up being a factor down the line. I do believe that he has he has a little something-something there, so watch out for Jimmy Morrissey. Uh, excited about him. Again, not going to see a lot of the field on 2021, if any, but I do think in the future he's got something. Then later on on Monday, about Monday afternoon, late Monday afternoon, it was also announced that fifth-round pick cornerback Nate Hobbs out of Illinois, he was signed, and he's part of that mix. He's part of the guys that I think is going to compete for that slot corner position. It's going to be a Meek Robertson, possibly Damon Arnett. We've talked about that multiple times on the show, but I do think Nate Hobbs has an opportunity to get onto the field early and often if he can go ahead and, and you know solidify that job in training camp, but uh, he's signed, sealed, and delivered. So three guys, three out of their seven draft picks get signed on Monday, and the Raiders, they open up phase two of the offseason workouts also on Monday and according to Vinny Bonsignor from the Las Vegas Review Journal and also Raider Nation Radio 920 he said the turnout for the Raiders first day of in-person on-field phase of OTAs today in the large 70 player range so a strong showing that's something that he put out on Twitter on Monday and then he also said that there's no media access until phase three which starts May 24th and that's next Monday. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to see as many guys there as possible, you know, working out and, and, and beginning another phase of the offseason workouts. And there was a lot of conversation about, you know, guys aren't showing up and the team opted out and weren't going to show up. Well, you see there's already 70 guys there and that's out of a 93-man roster. So 23 guys didn't show up. I don't know who it is. Not really worried about that. But to see most of them there is a good thing. So that, that's moving in the right direction. And again, start getting some media access next Monday. That'll be positive. When you start to get media access, that'll be great because the few that are there and they'll be able to see and, you know, talk about what they see and then also probably talk to a couple coaches, including John Gruden. So that'll be cool to see that as early as next week. And my final little nugget for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes. Just wanted you to hear this little sound by GM Mike Mayock. He was on the Rich Eisen show. And I'm not sure if this is actually from Monday or when this was from, but there's been so much conversation about Derek Carr. There's been so much conversation about Aaron Rodgers and are the Raiders going to make a move for him? And who knows? You know, if anything happens with Aaron Rodgers, it's going to probably be after June 1st. But I, I honestly, in my heart, believe that there's not going to be any movement whatsoever with any team. I think Aaron Rodgers is a Green Bay Packer in 2021 and that's just what it is but either way Rich Eisen you'll hear him ask Mike Mayock about the quarterback position and I think sometimes it's good to just hear at least what the GM is talking about right now when it goes to Derek Carr just because there's always so much conversation about him and I'm not trying to start nothing but I just think that it's good to to hear what the GM's got to say every once in a while so here's Rich Eisen asking a question and Mike Mayock following up talking all things Derek Carr. So the, your, your, your current quarterback is still your current quarterback, and everybody thought that when Gruden was coming, he might not like your current quarterback, and he's still your current quarterback. So what, what, is the, what, is, what does the offense look like with Derek Carr this year and moving forward? What, what, what is uh, Carr's role in everything according to your viewpoint, Mike? I think John and I are both excited and energized by Derek Carr and what he's done the last couple of years with John. 
I thought he's made a uh, a step forward each year. I thought he was one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL last year. And if he takes another step forward, we're it, 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 he'll be a very very special quarterback. He Derek can play, and last year Derek was not one of our problems. And what we did this year, Rich, which kind of has the whole building energized right now, is we're revamping our offensive line. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's more about how quickly that unit develops. We feel like we've got some real talent at the skill positions. We feel like we've got one of the top quarterbacks in football, and our offensive line is in there working their tails off every day, and we're, we feel like we got younger and more athletic. So there you go. You hear Mike Mayock talking about Derek Carr, and the team is very happy with him, and he continues to improve each and every year under John Gruden, and that's something that none of us can deny. He absolutely has improved each and every year under Gruden, and you hear Mayock also talking about the offensive line and the fact that you know it's a revamped offensive line, but they feel really good about it. They've gotten younger. They've gotten more athletic. Obviously, they've gotten cheaper as well, so we'll see. That's going to obviously be a question. They've got to work that out, solidify that during training camp, get them all on the same page. But if they can work that out, then, and I think they will, I, I got to give Tom Cable the, the benefit of the doubt because he was able to do it with a lot of different parts in 2020 when those weren't the starters, when he didn't even really know who was going to be rolling into that position, who was going to be available for that week. He was able to get it done. So I have a good feeling that he's going to be able to get it done. The only thing that I, I start to think about is he did the same thing in Seattle is when they decided that they wanted to start going and getting a little bit more athletic and kind of revamping the line like they're doing in Las Vegas and then it didn't work out very well so I, I keep that in the back of my head but at the same time I do realize that he's earned the benefit of the doubt by what he was able to do in 2020 so we will see that'll obviously be a big time storyline to follow during training camp this this year so that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast coming up in segment number two gonna really salute Raider Nation man the most faithful fan base the best fan base in sports period in my opinion and that's not just because I'm a member of Raider Nation but just because well after I talk about what I got to talk about and why this even came up then the proof is right there in the pudding. So we'll talk about that coming up in segment number two. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you about a couple great sponsors here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. And the first one is betonline.ag. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sporting action. And baseball's going on. NBA, play-in games starting today. NHL, UFC, MMA, whatever you want to get your hands on, whatever sport you're, you're really into, BetOnline.ag has got you covered. So before the next pitch, before the next bucket, before the next knockout, head on over to BetOnline.ag. Get all the sporting news that you need, the bonuses that you want, and the contest information. Get off the sidelines. Get into the game as your team prepares for a nice playoff run, and you can do that with them. Again, head on over to the website. Use your mobile device or you can sign up on uh, online on your uh, on your laptop and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, you got to use the promo code locked on or you won't get that 50% welcome bonus and why wouldn't you want to do that? BetOnline.ag, promo code locked on. Make sure you do that. BetOnline.ag is your online sports book experts. I also want to tell you about Built Bar. Man, I don't know what else I could tell you about Built Bar that I haven't already told you, except for it's a delicious, great-tasting protein bar, which is the same thing. <laughs> 100% covered in chocolate, soft, they're easy to chew, and they're great for you. Right now, there's nine delicious flavors that they're trying to focus in on. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. 
My favorite out of those, called coconut almond and salted caramel. Those are really, really good. But maybe you like all of those flavors. You can get a box of 18. You'll get two of each one of those bars. Or maybe you haven't tried some of them and you want to just try them out. You can still get that box of 18. You'll get two of each flavors. Again, those are the nine that they're focusing in on right now. Plus, occasionally, when you look at the website, BuiltBar.com, they'll have the limited time flavor. So you'll get, you know, a couple days, three or four days to be able to get that. There was uh, one over the weekend, I believe, they had cookies and cream available for, like, 36 hours. They'll do that sometimes and just give you a really good special and just kind of, like I said, focus on individual bars here and there. So make sure you check back early and often on BuiltBar.com. When you do decide which one you want, use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order just like that. So not only are you going to get a great tasting protein bar, but... But it's also going to save you some money at the same time. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. That's at BuiltBar.com. Segment number two, it's up next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to talk about just Raider Nation in general. And, I mean, we talk about all kind of elements of the team all the time. We have open discussions. We have arguments. We have a lot of spirited debates. Whatever you want to call it, however you want to summarize it, we do it all the time because, well, it's just what we do. It's a passion of ours. That's that's who we are. Raider Nation is a very passionate bunch. We are the ones that will go down swinging for our team, right? That's just what we do. And, you know, I've been doing a, a this podcast for quite a while now. Started out with Black Hole Banter Podcast with James Arcelana, and that was just, you know, a couple guys that got together and decided, hey, we want to, you know, knock this out and do this on the on the regular, do it every week and just have a little bit of fun with it. And that thing lasted about five good years. We just barely retired it earlier this year. And then I've been doing the Lockdown Raiders podcast. Now, this will be my fourth season. I've been doing this podcast ever since John Green's been back on the sidelines for the Silver and Black. So this will be my fourth season now. And again, it all goes back to the passion. It all goes back to the love for the team. And when I first got into, uh, even, even when I got into radio, I always felt like I could represent for for Raider Nation because I never thought that the Raiders were talked about enough. Even when the team was really, really good, I never thought that they were focused enough. And it was funny when I was uh, in Fresno at Q97 and I was talking music all the time, I would go on the radio and say, man, you know, the Raiders got a big game this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. And this is when they were good. And my boss, Tommy Del Rio, used to get so mad at me all the time talking about, Q, this is a music station. This is not a sports station. I don't need you talking about the Raiders. And, you know, and I kept telling him, like, man, you have no idea how many people that are in our target audience that are football fans, whether they're Raider fans, Cowboy fans, 49er fans, especially in the 559, there was nothing but Raider fans and Cowboy fans and Niner fans. And mainly, in my opinion, Raider fans and Cowboy fans. That's really the representation, in my opinion. So I used to stir it up on the radio and my boss used to get mad. Either way, I tell you that because I always felt like I needed to represent and, and at least shout out the Raiders and let it be known that, you know, that's that was my team, the silver and black. And so I always said that if I ever get an opportunity to have a platform or have some kind of, you know, some kind of show where I could talk about the Raiders, I was going to do it. Well, lo and behold, in 2012, I got the opportunity to be on ESPN Central Texas, uh, and that was my first sports radio job. And so even in, in, in the heart of Texas, I'm up here talking about the silver and black, the Raiders. And so that anyway involved into me doing the podcast with James, the Black Hole Banter, which turned into me doing Locked On Raiders podcast. And uh, I've been representing ever since, and it's been just a, a lot of fun. But it's crazy. It's crazy, and this this whole this whole conversation that I'm about to have came up because every single morning I have my little routine of how I get ready for 
the shows and I, how I prepare my day and the kind of everything that I go through. And part of my morning, every single morning, uh, while the wife is getting ready for work, is watching Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN. I'm a big Keyshawn guy. I think he's he's great. I think he's really, really good on the show. J. Will, I'm, he's okay. And Zubin, who's not there right now, he's actually dealing with diabetes. He's not there right now. He's probably going to get replaced uh, by Han, who's on right now. Um, and I hate that, man. You know, much prayers out to Zubin. I hope he feels better. But anyway, I think they have a really good show. It was so crazy because Han, who's actually part of Barton Han from uh, ESPN New York, but he's been filling in since Zubin's been out. He was talking about the New York Knicks and how excited and how pumped up and how fired up he was because they're going to be in the playoffs. This is their first playoff appearance since the 2012 and 2013 season. And it's only 2021. And so I thought about that and saw how fired up he was and pumped up. And he's like, man, you can't kill my vibe. You can't take this from me. The Knicks are in the playoffs. What you know about that? It's been so long. And all that got me thinking, everything just started popping off in my brain. Like, damn, he's fired up about the Knicks getting to the playoffs. And they haven't been there since 2012, the 2012, 2013 season. The Raiders haven't been factors in the playoffs, to be honest, since the 2002 2003 season when they went to the Super Bowl and lost to John Gruden. Now, I know that they were in, they made an appearance in the playoffs in 2016. I get that. I was at that game in Houston, Texas. But once Derek Carr broke his ankle on that Christmas Eve in 2016 against the Colts at the Coliseum, everyone knew it was over. Raider Nation knew it was over. We tried to pump up the narrative that Connor Cook was the next man up. And I say that in air quotes. And, oh, he's going to be able to lead them to the promised land. And Raider greats back in the day, you know, were thrown into the fire. And all of a sudden, they just, they made it. Look, Connor Cook ain't even in the league no more. So that was just, again, that was just Raider Nation being so pumped up about their team getting to the playoffs. And it had been so long. Think about that. They haven't been a player. They haven't really been a factor since the 2002-2003 season. I mean, literally, there's kids. You probably have kids that have never seen the Raiders as a winning team, except for that 2016 season. Of course, that was a tease. That's like That was like going to like a low-budget strip club. You know what I mean? Like You know it's not going to be worth your time, but you go anyway. So it's just, it's just one of those situations. Once Derek Carr went down, it was a wrap. That was a hell of a season. That 2016 season was amazing. I mean, that was like everything that could go, go wrong was, went wrong, but the Raiders found a way to make it go right. You know what I mean? Like every time they were down and out, it looked like they were, they were done and they were going to have an L. Boom, all of a sudden they popped back up. I mean, that was a great season. That was so much fun. And I remember doing the Black Hole Bander podcast. It was just so much fun talking about it each and every week. The team went 12-4 and four on the season. They literally lost four games. And then when Derek Carr went down, well, it was the beginning of the end. And just being at that game, I remember my son saying, it was funny because little Q said, why is everyone so quiet? Leaving the game with a victory. Why is everyone so quiet? And my other son said, because Derek Carr is gone. So the season's over. He was so angry. It was, I mean, he wasn't wrong, but it was so funny because he was so angry because he already knew, like, it's lights out. It's a wrap. Like, there's no, there's no turning back, man. DC's out. It's a wrap. So when we go on Twitter, and I always call it a cesspool, but when we're on Twitter or when you hear sports radio or you hear someone like Colin Cowherd or someone nationally talking about the Raiders and it's a hot button and everyone starts firing back at each other, and, you know, there's a reason why. It's because the fan base is starving. I mean, and, and like I said, I, I put myself in there as well, and I know that I'm, uh, you know, at a different point of it because I'm, uh, I'm on the media side of things of it, and I, I try to keep everything right down, down the middle and, and be very objective, but... I mean, man, come on. Are you serious? The fan base is absolutely starving. It's crazy because players will come and go. 
players will go in free agency. Players will get traded. Players will whatever. You know, they'll they'll leave the team and like Arden Key and put out some posts on Instagram like the organization sucks and he hated it there and he's so happy that he's a 49er or, you know, whatever. You hear that all the time. You know, the, 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 the player that gets released and he's like scorn and acts like he's just, I don't know, been done wrong by a team that gave him so much money and gave him so many opportunities, but yet they've done him wrong. I, I mean, I whatever, miss me with that. But the only thing that matters is that the fan base, regardless of the players that come and go, the fan base is always going to be there. The fan base never wavers. Again, players come and go. They talk trash about the team. Coaches come and go. They might talk trash about the team. But the fan base is always the same. And then we as Raider Nation take it another step further. We raise our kids to make sure that they're Raider fans. And they raise their kids to make sure that they're Raider fans. I mean, you know, it's just like that's how we go. But we're riding on faith. We've been riding on faith since 2002 and 2003. So when fans get mad at, oh, Derek Carr didn't do this, or, oh, John Gruden didn't this, it's not that they're mad at the player. It's not that they're mad at the coach. It's like they're starving. It's like they're in the desert, and it's 120 degrees, and they just want some water. You know what I mean? Like, just give me a drop of water, and it'll taste so great. They just want to get back into the playoffs. I want to see the team back into the playoffs because I've been riding on faith for so long. It's like, are you kidding me? I mean, really, think about this. When the Raiders won the Super Bowl last, it was 1983. I was seven. How, how invested were you in the Raiders at seven years old? I'll wait. You know what I mean? Like at seven years old, I still was riding my bike with a damn baseball card in the spokes thinking I was riding a motorcycle, thinking I was Ponch from Ponch and John from Chips. Remember that? <laughs> I had to be Ponch because he was the ladies' man. So even at seven, I knew what was up. You know what I mean? But either way, I'm just saying, at seven years old, I wasn't worried about what the Raiders were doing. Yeah, I was watching it because, you know, it was on in my house. My mom was watching. My dad was watching it. But I wasn't watching it because I had to wake up every morning. I had to watch the Raiders. I just happened to be in the room while my mom was watching. It was great, you know. But that's that's just, it is what it is. So I just think that every once in a while, Raider Nation, we need to look back and, and celebrate ourselves because we have been riding and dying for this team. And now they're about to open up this new chapter. And I know 2020 opened up this new chapter at Allegiant Stadium. But it wasn't, it, it wasn't right because it was COVID infected. And so it wasn't able to, you weren't able to get any fans in the stands. I was blessed and I was able to go there for that Kansas City Chief game, that Sunday night game. But even that was, you know, it was a, it was a cool experience to see the stadium and see a game there. But man, an experience is an experience when, when the place is packed. When there's fans, you know, to the gill, when it's when it's packed wall to wall, all kind of fans in there, that's when it's going to be an experience. I guarantee once Allegiant Stadium gets rocking, you know, you think that, oh, there's not going to be a, 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 you know, there might not be a, a, a home field advantage. Oh, there'll be a home field advantage. All right. Raider Nation is going to make that happen. Now, I guarantee you that other fan bases are going to go as well because they want to check out the stadium. Plus, they want to trip to Vegas and, you know what I mean, and see their their favorite team as well. But I guarantee that Raider Nation is going to have that thing rocking. And that is when you know, you realize, man, how special this is. I mean, look, Raider Nation has a radio station. You know, I, I, I was shocked. I was shocked when they made Raider Nation Radio 920. Even as a guy who's been a part of it, it's like, man, I, I can't believe that they dedicated a whole radio station. That is awesome. You know, you got, you got fans from all over the world. I mean, there's a reason why anyone who ever jumps up and says anything about Nation, I'm like, no, nope, that doesn't exist. Like, even to, to this day, no matter who I'm talking to on the radio, I'll always 
say, oh, that doesn't exist. Even this guy who's a really great guy, uh, uh, Trevor Lane from uh, Lakers, and I say this in air quote, LakersNation.com. I always tell him, even when he's on my show on Fox Sports Central Texas, you know there's no such thing as Lakers Nation. It just doesn't exist. But he's a good dude, and he comes on and talks hoops with me anyway. But I let him know that, hey, man, there, there really ain't no thing. That, that doesn't exist. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's just kind of what we do. It's just it's bred in us. You know, when you see people fighting, you see people arguing on on Twitter, it's just because they're so damn hungry or not even on Twitter. It could be just on the radio. You hear one person call in and say something and and it gets mad and, and questions someone else. And it's it's just out of a, a place of passion. It's out of place of love for the team. And it's a, out of a hey, I just want to see this team successful. How many of us don't want to just see this team successful? Just make it. You know what I mean? Like, we're, everyone's looking at, at John Gruden and looking at, oh, he's got a 10-year contract. At what point is he going to take that next step? We're all waiting. All of us, including myself. We are all just waiting. So as we wait, as we support, as we, you know, are there and, and, and have our, our, our favorite teams back and we're willing to go down and, and argue and fight with other fan bases uh, about it, just know you are what makes the Raiders so special is you and your passion and, and the way that you ride or die for the team. Because, again, like I said before at the beginning, the team could change. Players can leave in free agency. Players can get traded. Coaches can get fired. But at the end of the day, when you open up your closet, you still got the silver and black hanging in there. You still got the hats. You still got the jerseys. And you're still ready to strap on and be ready to rock and roll, right? That's just what it is. So uh, I just wanted to take a quick minute since it's somewhat the – it's the off season where it's a little bit slower. We've been having some really good conversations. I just wanted to take a minute, take a segment, and salute you. Because every once in a while, damn it, you need to be saluted. You know how every once in a while, like on a holiday, they say, oh, like, like on Mother's Day, they say pamper your, your mom or pamper your wife because she deserves it. Father's Day, we always get, you know, we, we get the shaft, but it's whatever. You know, fathers, we never get the love. But it's okay. It's all right. You know, we'll we'll... We'll, we'll get our day one day. When the Raiders come up and, and, and win and get to the playoffs and really make it happen, that'll be our day. That'll be the day that I do a backflip, and I'm not even a gymnast. But every once in a while, Raider Nation, you need to be recognized as the greatest fan base, not in football, not in the United States, but in the world. Greatest fan base, and it's a pleasure to be a part of it. It's a pleasure to talk to Raider Nation each and every day, whether it's through Twitter, the podcast, radio shows, whatever, just to be a part of Raider Nation and, and able to represent at a higher level, that is a pleasure for me. So thank you for allowing me to do what I do, and thank you for being who you are, because without you, without the backing of Raider Nation, none of us would be anybody, but we are, uh, we've been raised the right way, <laughs> and uh, we're going to keep rocking and rolling, and that's just who we are. How many people call the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line and say, it's Raider Nation till I die? It's just what it is. It's in us like that, and that's that's... That's, that's who we are. So uh, salute to you, Raider Nation. That's all I really got for you, man, for segment number two. Just wanted to, you know, again, take a couple minutes to, to give you some props on being who you are. Coming up in segment number three, speaking of who you are, your calls and texts are coming up next. 707-654-4693. That is the number. Before we get into it, though, I do want to tell you about rockauto.com. They're a family business. They've been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, and they've got everything. Engine control parts, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet. It doesn't matter if your car is a classic or a daily driver. 
Everything you need is a few easy clicks away, and it's delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is unique and really easy to navigate. You can quickly check all the parts available for your vehicle. You choose the brand, specifications, and most importantly, the prices that you prefer. The prices at RockAuto.com are super low and the same for professionals as it is for do-it-yourselfers. So there's no reason to spend up to twice as much on the same parts. Right now, go to rockauto.com, check out the parts for your car or truck, and while you're there, the only thing I ask you to do is there's a box that said, how'd you hear about us? Right, Lockdown Raiders Podcast, that's how they know that I sent you. Great selection, super low prices, all the parts your car is ever going to need is at rockauto.com. Segment number three, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. First thing we're going to do is start off with a call from Army Raider. He's calling in with an observation and also has a question for me as far as Gus Bradley's defense goes. Here he is, Army Raider. Hey, Q. It's your boy, Army Raider, with some some some, some pretty cool news and an observation. Um. I think we're all happy that we're actually going to be able to watch live football and live sports again this year. And thanks to a weird connection to the University of Michigan, uh, they hooked me up with some some pretty good tickets for the uh, Raiders at Cowboys on Thanksgiving. So anybody else there, let's grab a beer. Also, one thing I wanted to point out, man, is I've been listening for you for a while and love your show, but... It almost sounds like you're trying to talk yourself into this new Gus Bradley defense. And definitely needed the upgrade. Though I'm curious about how you keep talking about it, yet his defense does, or should I say doesn't do, everything that you have valued in the past the defense to do. They don't cause pressures and they don't get takeaways. So I'm just curious as to what changed from those being what you valued to now you seem to be kind of all for this Gus Bradley system. Anyways, wish you the best. Wish everyone else the best. Great nation. There he goes. That's my man, Army Raider. Thank you so much for the call, my man. Hope you enjoy that Thanksgiving game. It should be awesome against the Cowboys up in Dallas and the DFW. You should enjoy it. And uh, sound like you got a really good hookup, so you might want to keep that one kind of close to you. Now, as far as the question that you asked me about Gus Bradley and the defense and why I feel encouraged about it, one, I think Gus Bradley is just a really good coach. That's that's first and foremost. I think that Gus Bradley, I have more confidence in what he's able to do because there's more evidence of his defenses being really good. That's, you know, that's the the first and foremost. That's the most important part. Plus, I know that Ron Milas is a really good coach. I know that he's got really good coaches on his staff under him as well. And I still know, even though a lot of folks rather have Brenson Buckner than Rod Marinelli, I know Rod Marinelli is a good defensive line coach as well. Um, I'm also encouraged that I think that his defenses are pretty disciplined, you know, but... With the points that you brought up, you know, don't really get a bunch of sacks on the quarterback and don't create a bunch of turnovers. That was something that Gilbert Manzano, when I had him on the on the radio station on Fox Sports Central Texas, talking about the Chargers, and then obviously Gus Bradley came from the Chargers. I asked him straight up what he thought about the defense. He said, hey, Gus Bradley will make your defense a top 10 defense, but he's not going to create a bunch of sacks and a bunch of turnovers. And I said, because I played that on the podcast, and I said, that is a concern because the Raiders have not had enough sacks, and they don't create enough turnovers. Last year in 2020, they only had 21 total sacks, led by Max Crosby and his seven. But I do feel encouraged with Unique Ngakwe being there. I think he's gonna he's good for seven or eight sacks a season. 
Uh, Max Crosby, I feel like he's good for seven or eight. I think that Malcolm Kuntz, the uh, the third-round draft pick out of Buffalo, I think he's going to be able to provide, you know, three or four at least in a limited role. Uh, I think that there will be a couple from the defensive tackle position. I think you'll see some come from the linebacker position. I think it's just it's bound to be better. And uh, another wild card that I'm excited about is David Irving, and I, I, I hope that I'm not falling for banana in the tailpipe. I could be. He is an absolute stud when he's out there and he's on. The question is, does he want to just roll out of bed and be okay, or does he want to be great? There's a difference between people that want to be okay and people that want to be great. If he wants to be great, he can be great, but it's up to him. He's got the tools, but is he going to use them and exercise them? That's going to be the big question. So, yeah, I'm definitely concerned about those two factors, about turnovers and, and lack of, of, of pressure, but I do feel better that his defenses don't traditionally give up a bunch of big plays, and you know they'll still be statistically really good. And if they're decent... They're going to give the Raiders a chance, especially with that good offense. That's the other thing. Sometimes the best defense is a really good offense. I do think the Raiders' offense is really good. Can it be better? Sure. But I think that as long as the, the, the Raiders' defense can hold their own and do decent, I think the, the offense can really make up for a lot of deficiencies that they may have. But you are right. That's definitely a concern. Gus Bradley's defenses traditionally don't cause a lot of turnovers and they don't get a lot of sacks. He doesn't, you know, blitz a lot. He gets home or he tries to get home, expects to get home with the front four. So they've got to be able to do their job. The good thing for the Raiders is they do have a, a healthy rotation on that defensive line. So that later in games, they should have a fresh guy out there being able to pin his ears back and just get after the quarterback. So hopefully that helped clear it up a little bit. Thank you so much for that call, though. Really, really good. Appreciate you. Next up, I got a text from Dylan in the 605 says, Q, people can get mad all they want about the tough schedule, but if we can't handle a tough schedule, we won't get to the playoffs plain and simple. I say bring it on and let's prove to everyone that we can ball out. Raiders. That's from Dylan in the 605. And that's, the, that's, I mean, that's all you can say about it. There's nothing else. I mean, yes, the schedule sucks. It's, it's a, a difficult schedule, especially those first seven games. I hate the, the, the back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, home game, road game, home game, road game. I think that's terrible. But either way you look at it, they're going to be battle-tested. And once the season's over, once those 17 games is over, if they've qualified to play in some extra games, play some postseason games, then bring it on and they should be ready to rock and roll. I mean, either way, you just got to play the schedule. It doesn't matter how easy it might look on paper, and it doesn't matter how hard it might be on paper. And honestly, in the past, they've done pretty well when, when the schedule looks pretty tough and, oh, man, this is going to be a bear, and they're away from home for so long, and they got to travel to London. And this, they've actually done pretty well with that. So I'm not even going to worry about what the schedule is. I'm going to worry about if the team could take that next step in year four under John Gruden. I'm more worried about that than I am about the schedule. Uh, the, the schedule will work itself out. It's up to the Raiders to, to step their game up and make things happen. Thank you so much for that text. Uh, next up is a call from NorCal Raider in the 530. He's calling with some optimistic thoughts on the Raiders' upcoming season. Here he is, NorCal Raider in the 530. Hey, Q, this is NorCal Raider, um, 530. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't called in a little bit, but I just wanted to get some feedback, you know, listening to the podcast and listening to people's feedback. And uh, I'm kind of, uh, you know, optimistic when it comes to the regular season. That's just my thoughts. Uh, I could see, honestly, I think this is a good thing for the Raiders to have um, difficult tasks and play um, travel. I want to see what kind of team we have. I mean, I'm tired of being mediocre and hoping for a decent schedule. It's time to really, uh, good teams win in, in difficult situations, flying out, you know, constantly. And everybody does that, you know. That's how that's how teams become really good. Because if we if we play a mediocre season, like mediocre team, sorry, and then you know we go to the playoffs and we lose in the wild card, 
we're gonna think we're gonna go on our high horse and be like, oh, we're really good, you know, you know, you know, we're gonna be a Super Bowl contender the following year or in the playoffs again. I think it's a really good thing for us um, to play um, difficult opponents, travel uh, constantly, because that's gonna show us what kind of team we are, and that's how we we show resiliency and uh, hopefully. Um, um, you know, that, 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 I think that'll determine the outcome. Honestly, I'm more concerned about, you know, just the offense, about finishing this offseason. You know, that's one of the things that mostly I, I think about when I see we're mostly an offense-centric office team. And then suddenly, like, you know, usually when I watch the game, you know, I have a beer. I go to get a beer, walk to my fridge, come back, and next, you know, it's, it's fourth, you know, fourth and nine. I'm like, like, what just happened? Oh, two run plays down the middle and uh, uh, bootleg to the right to Waller. I mean... Those are the things that I that most concern to me. The defense, I think the defense should be should be a little bit better this year. It shouldn't be worse. Uh, but basically, got scrapped. And all those guys that are on the defense right now have a spotlight on them too, like Abram, uh, Farrell. They don't play well. You know, they're not going to get resigned. They're going to get traded. You know, probably for like low, you know, high picks, like seventh round picks or something. But it's still like, you know, I, I think they the, the those are the things that bother me the most. You know, just. The, the vanilla plate, the vanilla plate hole. So, but uh, that's just my thoughts. Maybe, maybe I'm th- overthinking things. But uh, much love to you. You know, thank you for everything you do. I love the podcast and uh, and uh, yeah, go Raiders. There he goes, NorCal Raider in the five three zero and. Yeah, man. I mean, again, going back to the schedule, the Raiders need to find a way to win the tough games and the tough schedule. The defense, it really can't be too much worse than it was in 2020, right? They're 25th ranked overall, but really they didn't look like they were even that good. You know, they looked terrible in 2020. So I feel like, again, going back to uh, the call we have from Army Raider, how do I know with Gus Bradley that it's going to be better? I just feel like it can't be much worse. It really can't be. And if they just they take a couple steps forward and a couple players step up and look, I mean, I know that this is not technically Damon Arnett's rookie year. I know this is technically well, this is Jonathan Abrams' third year, but I know that there's other guys that this is not their their first year, their rookie year. But everyone that was drafted in that 2020 uh, season for the Raiders, I mean, they they're they're going to have a lot to prove this year that. They got to prove why they were drafted, where they were drafted. You know what I mean? Like, they really have to step their game up in 2021. I'm really curious on how much better Damon Arnett will be this year. And can Damon Arnett stay healthy? Can he be a guy that is a factor all the time? A reason why they selected him in the first round, number 19 overall. Can they be, or can he be that guy that the team expected him to be when they gave him the starting job coming out of training camp where they normally don't do that. That's really, I got all eyes on Damon Arnett and want to see how he takes that next step and how he plays in 2021 and see what Gus Bradley and company is able to do with him. So thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. Uh, next up is a text. As a matter of fact, it's going to be the final text of the show, and it's from my guy, Soam from Provo. He says, hey, Q, Soam here. Long time, no talking. As usual, great job. Keep grinding in all you do. A little off topic, but just wondering if you could do me a solid. I turned the big 5-0 last month, and my two nieces that live in Vegas bought me and the wifey tickets to the Eagles game for my birthday present. So if you could do me a solid and give a shout-out to JoJo and Safai for me, that would be great. And I think I said their name right, Safai. I hope I did. If not, my bad. I apologize. But uh, that was a shout-out. Uh, that would be great. Much appreciated, Raider Nation for life. By the way, they're not Raider fans, but I'm working on that, LOL. And that's from Soam from Provo. 
And, uh, yeah, no doubt about it, man. And uh, that's going to be great. And go enjoy that game. Uh, again, man, the, the fans at Allegiant Stadium are going to be awesome. Going to have that place rocking. I can only imagine that building packed out to the gills on a, you know, a Monday night, a Sunday night, or whatever. Where, you know, And it's just one of the only games in town being shown. Or, uh, like I said, a primetime game. Man, it's going to be so much fun being there at Allegiant Stadium. So I know a lot of folks that are getting their tickets and getting ready, even though the tickets are very expensive, no matter what, if you have season tickets, you got the PSLs, or if you're just buying them at a, you know, secondhand, they're going to be expensive regardless. So definitely enjoy that, man. Happy birthday as well. Uh, the big five Oh, that's awesome. And uh, shout out to your two nieces for coming through like the first of the month and hooking you up with a couple tickets to that game. So make sure you enjoy that. And I appreciate you hitting us up on that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. So that's going to do it for me for today. Tomorrow we'll be back with more news and notes and also some more calls and texts throughout that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. I might be on Vinny's show on Inside the Huddle or In the Huddle on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm sure I'm going to be on Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Not sure. I, usually my, my Tuesdays are very, very busy uh, following my radio show on Fox Sports Central Texas, so I might bring you some of that. Or we'll go in whatever direction the conversation takes us, and that's just how we get Get down. So Raider Nation, definitely appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, in between time, take care of yourselves, take care of your family, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.